Grace Hughes and this is the Wholesome Sister Podcast, the show where we talk about all things health and wellness and hear from inspiring entrepreneurs and experts in this space so that you can live your best and most holistic life. You can also check out more information on these episodes in addition to amazing recipes and health tips on my Instagram at gracekae underscore Hughes. I hope you enjoy today's episode. guys welcome back to the wholesome sister podcast thank you for tuning in i'm really excited for this episode because i talk to one of my favorite nutritionists and also previous guests on the wholesome sister podcast um you might have heard of her as naturally nina on social media but nina is yeah one of my favorite nutritionists she is absolutely amazing on all things nutrition particularly in the plant-based industry she practices with so much evidence-based information and so we actually talk about two specific topics so these um this this conversation is actually divided over two episodes um, because I wanted to make the episodes super short and sweet. Um, so the first episode is all on plant-based diets um, or vegan diets as well, what the difference is um, and why it's beneficial for our health. I also then on the second topic, we talk about all things sport performance and eating to fuel our bodies um, and optimize sport performance. So I really love this chat that I have with Nina. So to quickly end the intro, I'm going to quickly summarize my week and also some provide some recommendations as well. So this week has been a pretty good week. I actually have finally finished one of my exams, which means I've finished a unit. So that's like taking a lot of pressure off. Um, So that's been super great. And yeah, and then on top of that, I also got to go down south with a couple of my friends, which was really lovely. So those were definitely some highlights of this week that's been um what else oh recommendations so i have two recommendations the first recommendation that i have is a book um i've been trying to find a really nice easy book to read in the evening to try and get me off my phone before bed and i've been really loving the book after um it's a really easy quick easy to digest book um and it's quite saucy as well um <laughs> but it is a really really good book i've actually seen the movie um and you might have actually seen the movie yourself but um the book is even better so definitely recommend that one and then also i highly recommend as well this new app that i found um and that has actually been so amazing for yeah studying, particularly at a time of year I don't want to be studying. So it's really helped me focus. Um, you might have heard of the app called Forest. Um, if you don't have that one, it's also a really good app. And basically the principle behind it is you set a period of time where you complete a task um, and a tree grows while you're completing that task. And every time you pick up your phone, if you pick up your phone or use it of any kind, um, the tree will die. And when you plant a certain amount of trees, you actually plant a real tree in real life. I actually really love that app. But there's another one that's based on the same brand um, and it's called uh, Forest. And I've been really loving that one because you can actually do the same thing, but you 
can write tasks that you do and it's based on the Pomodoro technique which is you know studying in blocks and then having breaks as well so that's another recommendation for the week that's definitely served me this week anyway I want to stop chatting now and get straight into the episode with Nina so I hope you enjoy Hi, Nina. Welcome back to the Wholesome Sister podcast. I'm so grateful that you could come back on and and chat with us today. So could you tell us how you've been going in this new year? I'm great. Thanks. Thanks so much for having me back. I feel like it's just really flown by, like time is just going so quickly and there's still so much, you know, of the old stuff from the past few years that's going on. It's a bit all over the place, but it's been good so far. So let's get into the first part of our chat, which I wanted to talk about plant-based diets and yeah, vegan diets as well. So I guess to start off with this conversation, Nina, could you tell us what the difference between a plant-based diet and a vegan diet is? Yeah, so very, very similar. And I think the terms are often used interchangeably these days, Um, but with plant-based, I think it more describes the foods itself that you're eating. So plant-based foods, but also there's no like that strict rule. So someone could be plant-based and still be including animal products, but just the majority of their diet is coming from plants or they could be only like plants and no animal products at all. There's not really that um, distinguishment between the two, like that in between that term, whereas vegan is um, an ethical decision. So you decide to not eat or use animal products in any way, whether that's wearing them um, through like cosmetic and beauty products. And of course, through food as well. So that will be exclusively plant-based. And yeah, I think the the vegan term just has the ethical side versus someone who is plant-based most likely it's more sort of the health or maybe the environmental sustainability sides. Um, but it's not sort of that strict um, definition as it is with the veganism. I absolutely have loved living um, a plant-based lifestyle. It, it was definitely something that I got into through definitely reading research and, and also reading Dr. B's Fiber Fueled book. It's super interesting, particularly on the benefits of gut health and all of that. And I know that you're very passionate about um, incorporating more plants into your diet as well. So could you touch on what are the health benefits of eating a plant-based diet? Well, one of the great reasons eating more plant-based is so good for our health is just the diversity of fiber that we're getting, which, you know, we just spoke about fiber fueled. So that's just getting that diversity of fiber has a really positive impact on our gut microbiome. So it, it can feed that good gut bacteria that we have and increase the diversity of our microbiome, which then translates into lots of other health benefits. Like, you know, it can translate to improved immune system, um, skin, of course, digestion, even mood, just having a healthy gut and a thriving microbiome just transfers to so many other positive health benefits, as well as in the long term, reducing our risk of chronic diseases, heart disease, um, type two diabetes. Um, so there's so many positive benefits that we can gain from eating more plant-based foods. It's both from what we're including in our diet and also what we're excluding or reducing in our diet as a result of eating more plant foods. So that might be, you know, less saturated fat, less, um, 
processed foods, even, you know, when we eat plant-based, although these days more and more processed plant-based, plant-based foods are coming out, but still like focusing on eating more plants has all of these positive effects on our health that um, are both in the short term and in the long term. And so just touching on that, actually, because I think one of the biggest misconceptions with moving on to vegan diets or plant-based diets is suddenly, you know, making that change, you're automatically healthier when the reality is, is that, you know, some of these foods can be just as processed. So when you're wanting to transition to living a healthier lifestyle through a plant-based diet, how can we, how can we actually make healthy changes? Yeah, I think, I mean, that just applies to any style of eating, whether that's vegan or plant-based or omnivorous. You know, if we rely more on the heavily processed foods or a large proponent of our diet is coming from those foods, it's very likely that we're not getting the best nutrition that we can for our bodies. And we might not be meeting some of those nutritional needs. And we are getting more of the, you know, added sugars and salts and fats and things from the processed foods, which of course, in small amounts, totally fine. But if that's becoming a large part of our diet, then that's not so ideal. Um, and the other way a plant-based or a vegan diet can also fall short is if we're just removing things and not properly replacing them. So it just becomes a bit unbalanced if we're not you know, looking at ways that we can replace those foods that we have removed with a plant-based equivalent. Yeah, definitely. And obviously, everyone is different but when you're wanting to move into a plant-based diet there are some nutritional considerations that you need to actually think about and also discuss with a practitioner because obviously when you are removing certain things you might need to add some extra nutrients into your diet so obviously everyone's different and, and everyone will need different nutritional needs but what are the key supplements that we need to make sure that we're eating um, or consuming um, when we are going and transitioning into a plant-based diet or a vegan diet yeah so the the number one supplement that every plant-based eater and even if you're just eating a small amount of animal products still I would say b12 um, because b12 is a nutrient that's only found in animal foods um, and even these days most animals are actually supplemented b12 themselves because it's a bacteria found in the soil but in our very clean industrialized society that is just not really present anymore and when we eat our produce we're going to wash it we've filtered our water so we're not getting that bacteria anymore which is why that's really important to supplement um, and then if you are living in a place where you're not getting much sunlight or maybe you're indoors a lot of the time, it'd be vitamin D3 as well. So that would be an important one to supplement. Um, you can also get a really simple blood test for that and check your vitamin D levels um, with your GP, usually bulk build through Medicare. Um, and that can give you an idea of where your vitamin D levels are at and whether you would benefit from taking a supplement. Yeah, definitely. And so now I sort of wanted to touch more on actually the myths around plant-based diets. And I think one of the biggest conversations that are coming around um, plant sources of protein is tofu and soy products. And could you, I guess, explain the evidence surrounding soy? Is it actually as bad as what social media sometimes or even marketing campaigns um, say it is? Um, what does the research tell us? about soy yeah so there is definitely a lot of fear mongering out there around soy and that kind of stems from the fact that soy contains a compound called a phytoestrogen so a plant-based estrogen essentially and phytoestrogen is 
chemically in the way that it looks like its chemical structure is very similar to estrogen. However, um, it doesn't act like estrogen. So it's not like you're adding extra hormones into your body by eating soy, which is kind of the myth that's sort of made up around soy is if you eat soy, you know, if you're a man, you're going to get man boobs and you're going to, you know, have reduced testosterone levels. And if you're a woman, then you're going to increase your risk of cancer and all of these things. But if we look at the actual evidence, that really isn't the case. So those phytoestrogens are what we call selective um, estrogen receptor modulators. So they can selectively bind to our estrogen receptors to help modulate our natural estrogen levels, which sounds really complicated and maybe a little bit scary, but that's actually a positive thing. So if your estrogen levels are too high, they can help reduce those estrogen levels and just balance them out a little bit more. And it sounds a little bit, um, you know, oh, it's messing with my hormones, but like all foods that we eat interact with our hormones and the chemical processes that are going on in our body. And there's lots of other plant foods that actually contain phytoestrogens as well, such as chickpeas and alfalfa sprouts and flax seeds. And we're always, you know, going on about how good these foods are, yet soy kind of gets still very demonized. If we look at the evidence around soy and our human health, it actually only shows to have very positive effects. So it actually reduces our risk of certain cancers. So breast cancer, ovarian cancer, endometrial cancer, it reduces our risk of heart disease. And it's just overall associated with improved health outcomes and longevity. So for example, if we look at, um, the population in Japan where soy is, and, and when I'm talking about soy, I'm talking about minimally processed soy food. So things like tofu, tempeh, edamame beans, soy milks, not like very, you know, soy found in candy bars. That's just like a very processed form. So that's definitely a distinguishment there. Um, but yes, yeah, so in countries like Japan, where they traditionally eat a lot of soy, they have really great health outcomes in terms of hormonal health. And women even have reduced symptoms of menopause because it helps sort of regulate those estrogen levels through those periods of our lives. So there's really no reason to fear soy. It's also a fantastic source of plant, pro, um, plant protein with a great amino acid profile. It's rich in calcium. It's a good source of iron. It's a good source of fiber. And it's actually quite a sustainable food as well, even though, you know, there's that myth around soy destructing the Amazon and all of that kind of stuff. That's actually the soy that is used to feed animals. And a really, really tiny proportion of the soy that we grow is for human consumption. So that's just another little fun fact. Yes. Um, even in males. So there's been studies shown, I mean, studies to investigate whether eating soy is going to reduce your testosterone levels or cause man boobs or whatever. That's a complete myth. And soy does not impact testosterone levels. <laughs> it's interesting that you mentioned that actually as well, because I know a couple of guys actually who are scared of, you know, consuming soy because of, you know, fear of getting man boobs and stuff. And I'm like, well, actually, beer actually has phytoestrogens in it as well. But yeah, as well, like touching back on, you know, Japan and, and that, like, I'm pretty sure certain parts of Japan are the blue zone areas as well. And they've shown to have the healthiest lifestyles and the best quality of life from a health point of view and also longevity as well. And a huge part of their diet are plant-based products like soy for example um, and it is really really cool seeing the research coming out all about that sort of thing 
Yeah, um, the Okinawans, yeah, mm. definitely. Soy mm. was a big part of their diet as well. So I think it's just really important to see where you're getting the like the the information from. So like a lot of the articles that you'll find about you know the the harmful effects of soy, if you go and look for references where they've gotten this information from, there isn't any. So I think it's really important to to go and really kind of have a bit of a dig sometimes when you're reading things like this and and question it rather than just believing everything that you read. And I've even read a couple of um, research articles that was looking at the link between phytoestrogens in soy and um, breast cancer. And there were some studies that were inconclusive as to whether it was effective or not. But the study design was so poorly done. um, And that's... Yeah. And so that's, you know, as I said, you can have a research article to support it, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's a it's a great study that's been done and it's completely accurate because there are so many things that factor into whether it's actually evidence based and actually um, um, whether that study is actually going to be applicable to us, um, our context, like, for example, sometimes they do studies and they, you know, do an isolated phytoestrogen supplement, and then they dial up the dose by way, way, way more than we would ever consume on a daily basis. And then maybe it has harmful outcomes. But like, you know, if we're thinking logically, like everything can become harmful if we just completely overdo it. So, you know, I think that's just important to know as well. Hundred mm, percent, and even in things like um, like phytates as well. Sorry, going off a little bit off topic, but <laughs> as I do, um, but there are. I think people forget that it's actually the context of the diet that you actually are eating, um, because a lot of nutrients in foods have different um, actions that actually support each other, and I think sometimes research doesn't also take into those factors as well, and that also applies to herbal medicine as well, because a lot of herbal actually work really well when they're done together as opposed to on their own um so yeah it's really interesting and and as i said yeah research doesn't always show that as well Mm. Mm. and so touching on to the next topic of protein as well with um with plant-based diets i think there's a big emphasis well even in diet culture now it's like protein this protein that but when you're wanting to transition to a plant-based diet, protein is something that you should probably think about. Um, not probably, you should think about. <laughs> what sources can we get from a plant-based diet that are good sources of protein? And also, could you touch on a little bit about the amino acid profile and getting that as well? I'm sure you explain that. <laughs> yeah, so great sources of plant protein. We'll start off with that. So, of course, we just talked about soy. So all of your soy foods. So that could be tofu, tempeh, edamame beans, even textured vegetable protein, um, all of your beans and lentils. So chickpeas, different types of beans, lentils, red lentils, um, whole grains have a little bit of protein in them as well. It's not a huge amount, but it is going to contribute to your daily intake as well. And same goes for your nuts and seeds, nut butters, chia seeds, flax seeds, all of those foods. Um, and now there's some great like products based on these foods, but a little bit more processed, but still quite whole food sources. So like your bean pastas, for example. So pastas made from like lentils and chickpeas and edamame beans, um, which are a really great way of bumping up your protein too. Um, I really love those. Um, 
touching on the um, amino acids. So when we think of animal-based proteins, we usually think of, okay, that's a complete protein versus a plant-based is an incomplete protein. This is a little bit of a myth because whilst plant-based proteins do have certain amino acids that might be falling short in, so they're low in certain amino acids. That only really is applicable if you were getting all of your calories from this one food. So say you decided to eat only brown rice to get all of your protein, all of your calories from, then yes, you would most likely fall short in one or two of the essential amino acids. However, unless maybe we're living in a third world country where that might be an issue. If we're living in, you know, a Western country, we're eating a a varied diet, we're consuming lots of different foods. That actually isn't something that we need to be worrying about and more just thinking about, okay, am I getting adequate amounts of protein at each meal? And am I getting a good variety of different proteins as well? So basically the summary of that is just finding, making sure that you're, you know, like eating those protein sources that you mentioned, but trying to incorporate a variety of those throughout your diet. So that concludes the end of part one with my chat with Nina. And if you wanted to listen to more of our conversation, then tune into our next chat where we will be talking about sport performance and exercise and eating for performance, but also just eating to nourish our bodies when we are exercising and what that looks like. So it's also a really great chat and I highly recommend you tune into that one. So that will appear in about two more weeks from today. So yeah thanks for tuning in and enjoy the rest of your week guys thank you for tuning in to today's episode if you enjoyed today's conversation i would love it if you could rate this podcast and share on your instagram or with your family and friends i hope to see you next time